Salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Cage cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. My name is Linda, but this week you can call me, uh, I guess, a squid billy cheese. You are a squid. That's what they call you on that submarine you're all on. Yeah, shut up, you jarhead. <laughs> Don't you call me a jarhead unless you want to see what happens. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? I'm going to make you sleep with my wife. I'll tell you what. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to bang it to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. That sure showed me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Donnie, or Southern Fried Homicide. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we laughing like this? Because this week we covered Grand Isle. <laughs> ah. So uh, just some quick data. Uh, Grand Isle is directed by Stephen S. Campanelli, who's usually behind the camera. And if uh, you look up his credits, he has got a lot of fucking work uh, with camera and um, and lighting yeah. or yeah. Uh, electrical. Excuse me. Electric but in, in fact, like he uh, pretty much made history by uh, coming up with like a, this uh camera um <clears throat> technique oh. yeah a doohickey if you will uh, that's the the technical term i don't want to lose people um but uh apparently he was the first to uh, according to imdb the first to combine a camera operating and steady cam and uh he's basically changed oh, yeah. the history of uh of a uh, camera uh work i guess camera work God, that doesn't seem photography. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> See, I may be high on pain pills. <laughs> Just ignore me. But <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's got a shit ton of uh, of credits for um, camera and electrical work. Um, How far the mighty have fallen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to hear this. Okay, so he's worked in uh, Congo. Amy, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, Amy. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> ugly, ugly. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's worked in the cinematic masterpiece Home Alone 3. <laughs> but he's also worked in Time Cop. Oh. And Ernest Goes to School. Oh. oh <laughs> wait. Dog. wait, no, no. <laughs> That's one of the straight to videos. Oh, God. Uh, it's uh he's only worked on the classics but uh as far as being a director goes he only has seven credits under his name uh when he directed grand isle he only had four <clears throat> under his belt wow. but uh speaking of uh an experience this is also written by ivor william jala i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly um he uh, also has uh, four credits under his name for uh, director and uh, five for writer. But 
this was his first writing project, uh, Grand Isle. So, um, not that it shows uh, at all. <laughs> and also, this was written by Rich Ronat, uh, <laughs> which sounds like a character. Uh, it, <laughs> it looks like he's mostly uh, an actor, but uh, he this is his second writing project. So, um, what do you get with a bunch of inexperienced writers and directors? Grand Isle. Yeah, and Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> and, and introducing Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have that in my notes. When anything says, and Kelsey Grammer, you know you're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, he he just... It's kind of funny, because as much as people have said in reviews that Nick Cage just doesn't care anymore with all these movies he does, Kelsey Grammer is just like, the most beautiful, I don't give a fuck actor. He mm -hmm. really does not give a fuck and he lets it be known. Now I, I have a good friend who I, I made before getting into podcasting and he had a, a podcast called the Fraser files. Um, uh, what up Derek? And uh, I really, really wanted Derek on for this episode, but I fucked up and I, I forgot that Kelsey Grammer was in this until um, until just a couple minutes ago, <laughs> and well, of course it's too late. But maybe we can have him on a re on a retrospective. Uh, that's fair. Thing. But uh, uh, yeah, I feel like if anybody can comment on the career of Kelsey Grammer, it would be my friend Derek. So. <laughs> I mean, they're barely in the movie, and even when they are in the movie, they're just Hammy McHammerson, and they don't really <laughs> leave much of an impression. Past doing everything wrong you could do as a sheriff. Why did you kill her, Bart? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. It's like not even Sideshow Bob worthy. <laughs> He's just like, I think you slept with this guy's hot wife and then got in an altercation and then just killed a man because he was there at the wrong place at the <laughs> wrong time. And it's like, oh, what's that? Your wife is outside? Good. Bring her in here. I want her to see this. You want a call? You want a lawyer? Fuck that. We don't yeah, play oh, that's big fancy here. talk. You calling your lawyer. This ain't the big city. <laughs> yeah, you're going to butt fuck penitentiary tomorrow. <laughs> and just to make sure of it, I'm gonna break you in. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna break you in half. <laughs> Wait, what's that? He might not have done it. Oh, oh. hold up! I ain't gonna apologize. <laughs> you think this is the city where folks apologize? <laughs> this ain't no big city, boy. This is Louisiana. Can you explain what the fuck this movie was about? Because it took me a while. Who the fuck knows. Um, so he, this this younger gentleman, uh, buddy, uh, played by uh, Luke Benward. Yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, decided that uh, he, oh, he, he needs money. And his uh, okay. wife well, just had a baby that's just a couple months old. Yeah, baby's sick. Baby's sick. <laughs> I and think the it's wife's black sick. 
because they ain't had the marinals in six months. Because she don't feel attractive ever since she had that baby. Yeah, she don't <laughs> feel that sexy. <laughs> My poon don't feel right, honey. <laughs> it's just a mess down there, sugar. It's like a minefield during a hurricane. <laughs> Speaking of hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> So he's just trying to find work to help support his family, and uh, and uh, he finds work uh, <laughs> fixing up a fence yeah. uh, for Cage's character, and the fence is down because somebody tried to rob him and uh, tried to run away, but Cage shot him and said, boy, you you robbed a wrong house. Yeah. (laughs) He shot him and then kept him prisoner, question mark? Dun, dun, dun. I I was never really clear on that, but I did like how you heard over the news uh, that this kid was last seen wearing a black uh, tracksuit with white stripe. Yeah. <laughs> so people saw him on his way out to like rob somebody. <laughs> like, <what Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he goes to fix the fence and seems to ignore the fact that some of the posts have blood on them. <laughs> it's like, do, do, do. Oh, well. <laughs> and he, why is he so distracted? Because uh Cage's wife uh brings her hot ass out and she's like, oh man. Oh, well, my. yeah, but technically it's only because she came out in lingerie for their anniversary and her husband was drunk with sunglasses on sitting <laughs> in his chair asleep. Passed out. And she's <laughs> refilling his drink. And she's like, I'm such a lucky lady. It's like, oh my god, you're passed out. Wake up, asshole. Eat a dick. <laughs> yeah, speaking of dick. <laughs> yeah, that she's like, you don't, you're not a real man anymore. You don't do shit around the house and you don't do me. You ain't no yeah. man. And then he's like, bitch, don't be talking shit on me or else I might beat the shit out of you. And then I don't know why he sounds like Dr. Phil now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some Dr. Phil, I'm going to oh. eat your baby. Wait till the face off. But then she's like, she said, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and hit me. At least be a real man. (laughs) And and may I take this moment to say that real men don't hit their their wives or women at all. (laughs) Yeah. Hell of a message, fancy. Um, But uh, yeah, so she's not getting it from him. And he's not getting it. The the young uh, young Marion isn't getting it from his wife because uh, she's wrecked down there. So they're both horny, and she comes Ooh. out. She's like, "Would you like some iced tea?" Now, to, to be fair, she's like, "I brought some iced tea because I thought you might want some because it's so hot and you're working." And then she like licks her lips and looks at him. He's like, "You want some?" And then 10 seconds later, it's like, tea. Do you want some tea? <laughs> it's like, she oh. It's like pouring it on herself in like a white dress. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. 
Yeah. But she's trying to make her husband, Nicolas Cage, into a cuck. <laughs> she really, really is. And the guy hits his thumb on with a hammer because yeah. he has to look at her ass as she wiggles away. It's a dumbass. He really is. But it's even funnier when Nick Cage gets really jealous about this and about him getting a Band-Aid on his boo-boo. Because (laughs) Nick Cage decides, you know what, this is a perfect time while this man, who I'm paying $250, if he can finish building seven feet of fence in eight hours before a hurricane, I'm going to put... forty. Yeah, 245, yeah. And he's like, I think this is a perfect time to start lining up beer bottles on the fence post (laughs) beside you and then just nonchalantly walk up on top of my roof and start shooting these bottles beside (laughs) you. I like that he didn't seem to think anything of it when he's lining the bottles up on the fence beside him. And the guy's like, yeah, okay. like, oh, that's kind of weird, I guess. But all right, there's going to be a hurricane. Those bottles are going to come flying off. But oh, my God, you're shooting them. And but the- that brings me to a, another good question. They have such an amazing house, which we find out yeah. that she inherited from her grandparents. Yeah. Um, but they obviously have money. So why is he? Why the fuck is he drinking PBR? It's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. Back in college, we used to have, uh, when we had bring your own beer parties, because, you know, we were poor, we yeah. would have PBR as a punishment for those who did not bring their own beer. Oh, I, I know. But even our <laughs> uncle, as much as he made, at a, he made as an electrician and working at the Boys and Girls Club, he only ever, through his life, drinks PBR. He never no, drinks anything else. Oh, it was, it was Milwaukee's old Milwaukee. Best. Was yeah, old yeah, Milwaukee. yeah, 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 yeah. That's all he drinks, period. He could drink anything else, but no, it's a choice. But people also think Rolling Rock is the greatest thing under the sun, and I disagree. But the thing that was really weird about Cage, and it felt more like he was having a flashback to Primal and would have fit better in that, was after he shoots the last bottle next to the kid, Buddy starts cussing him up and down, He's like, what the fuck are you going to do? I'm going to kick your fucking ass. And he just stares at him. And then he goes like, there you are. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, you wanted him this pissed off to see what he would do when he rages, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, he doesn't do anything. He just takes his work even slower. Yeah. He's like working on the same part of fence for like hours. <laughs> like yeah. not getting anything done. And then um, he, like we should say in the beginning, it starts off with uh, these Girl Scouts coming to their door trying to sell them cookies. And she goes, why, if you are the prettiest little girl I ever seen. And the kids are like, like, we need to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) They run away and she didn't get her fucking cookies. They just took off with their money. On my honor, (laughs) I will try (laughs) to rip off as many people as possible (laughs) for God and my way. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking. 
speaking of which, we saw another, uh, recently saw another Cage movie alum, uh, Michael Bean in uh, yeah. Mandalore. Yeah. <laughs> Disney is just flashing at this point that they own the Alien franchise because they keep putting it inside the goddamn Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess we have. Um, but speaking of uh, Deadfall, um, this apparently was the second movie of uh, Cages to get a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's deserved. It's, it's yeah. deserved. Uh, not a lot of love for this one. Um Although I Johnny wonder Hatcher, why. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they were talking about it earlier, and uh, I shared that Carlo helped me come up with the phrase that it's um, it's not a shit sandwich, but it's also not a grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah. The more I thought about that, the more it made sense to just say, you made a sandwich with, I can't believe it's not shit. And you're like, well, what is it then? It's like, well, it's not shit, but it's kind of brown and soggy. I'd like to know what this is. Yeah, the um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 0% on the tomato meter and 53% audience score. So yeah. with 83 ratings. So... <laughs> And it was weird. There were not a lot of bad reviews for this on Amazon. People loved it. Or they just said, well, it's an okay movie for what it is. And I'm like, well, what is it? Because this movie does yeah. so many flip-flops. And then they just, over a radio announcement as the movie ends, they tell you somewhat the extent of what happened. Yeah, and that's just it's what makes weird. this weirder. Um, because, goddamn, it's like, okay, so... The only thing I thought was really kind of hilarious, though it's been done to death in so many movies and Breaking Bad did perfectly, Buddy can't go home because, oh gosh darn, it's too late, there's a hurricane coming, and his car won't start, so he has to have a most awkward dinner with a married couple that hate each other. And yeah. she, she has to ask, I was like, how long have you and your girl been married? It's like, isn't that nice to see a man who cares for his wife and their kid and <laughs> how much he loves them? And Nick Cage has to like bitch about it. He's like, what's so sweet about someone meeting their true love in sixth grade? Like you decided to settle on sex. Yeah, you decided (laughs) on sex the rest of your life with one woman. That's just (laughs) bullshit. You ever got your dick sucked? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so, the whole time this shit's going on, the guy's just literally eating like green beans. He's just like, I'm just trying to eat these beanies, man. That's all <laughs> I'm trying to do. Which was confusing because like she's making soup and then yeah. the next scene they're eating meatloaf and green beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did we miss the soup course? Or what was that? Apparently. <laughs> but <laughs> they, they have this and she shows him to his room, which suddenly turns from, oh, here's your room to, oh, hey, have you ever wanted to like bang an old lady? 
And if uh-huh. not, well, I want to bang young dudes. Want to hear about what I do when I'm thinking about it? He's like, uh, no, ma'am, I-, I would not like to hear about it. It's like, well, too bad. You're going to hear about it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about my fantasies. She kind of molests him. Yep. And I can't remember because I kind of like had a spasm in my brain. But did her shoe have the mystical power of cougar? To just like yes. kick off his pants button. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, wow, because when they showed that, like she she gets the stiletto and like yeah. uh, pops off his buttons of his pants yes. with like no effort. And I was yeah. like, wow, they're magic. They <laughs> like, are. It's the power of cougar. Because I was yeah. like, what the, how is she doing this? <laughs> And then she's like, okay, I'll let you go. Ha ha ha. That was fun. She goes to have a lay down in the tub and Nick Cage drunkenly decides, hey man, I I thought your kid is sick and you can use money and your wife's not happy. Here's $22,000 if you kill my wife. (laughs) Yeah, you can use this cyanide. I just have to use the cyanide I carry just for funsies and it's like, I, I don't know. Murder's wrong. He's like, oh, she's got blood cancer. And yeah. it's like, it's really bad, man. It's, it's Just blood don't look cancer. in the basement. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terminal, terminal bloody cancer. And you can't come back from that. I, I want her not to suffer. So I think it's just, in her cooch. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's the funniest thing because he's like, I don't want her to suffer. So just this will be really painless. All you got to do is sneak up to her, punch her in the face, and put the cloth <laughs> over her nose. I'm like, wait, you, you said painless. It's like, that's that's startlingly painful. <laughs> that's, that's the opposite of what you're asking, Just beat dude. the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and I want you to say Kevin Klein sends his regards, and then yeah. you, you knock her out. Yeah. Eugene Levy sends his regards. For some (laughs) odd reason, he just decides, well, okay, I guess it's all right if it's, you know, ending her suffering. Lord likes that type of stuff. And I do need that money. Yeah. And he decides to go upstairs and then she sees him. She's like, oh, hey, look at this scar on my leg. Got when I was 11 years old. Want a bone? (laughs) I was like, I don't know what happened. Stab me. Yeah. It's like, if I even farted at the table, my mom would stab me. <laughs> and then it cuts to Kelsey Grammer judging Buddy. And Buddy's like, look, man, I ain't proud of it, but she seduced me with her childhood talkings. And I ain't had maritals with my wife in six months, man. So I gave in and she seduced me. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Yeah, it's like, all right, sure, whatever. And she just reacts like any woman would, where after having sex and dressing, she finds the bottle of cyanide and then goes, oh, hey, what's this? It's like, oh, oh, that? Um, nothing. Do you have uh, cancer? Hey, do you, yeah, like, do, do you have a blood cancer, you know, a terminal disease or anything? It's like, it's like I don't what? think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I feel okay. It's like, oh gosh darn. And it's like, that's when he goes up and tells her. It's like, oh, them old Duke boy, Nick Cage, he's up to no good. 
He's trying to she, kill you. Then she finds Nick Cage and she goes, oh, you silly boy. <laughs> yeah, and stabs him with a fucking knife in the hand. So Nick Cage and Squidward start fighting <laughs> and they end up restraining Cage. And then the wife goes from that into oh, crazy gear we where she starts like use this time to say that the wife's name is fancy. <laughs> yes, her name is literally fancy. Fancy. <laughs> and she decides that uh, she has to be crazy now. So she starts honking Buddy's junk and tells him, I want you to bang me right here in front of my husband so I can look him in the eyes when you make me come. Like, oh, gosh, I, I don't know about this lady. She's like, come on, you coomer, let's do it. And the cage is like, she's crazy, man. Don't, don't ask her about the basement. She got a lot of secrets. Just Buddy's like, well. <laughs> yeah, buddy's like, what about the basement? He's like, oh, don't worry about that. Let's go. Let's leave this house, sugar. I, like, I kind of want to see the basement. Like, you don't want to <laughs> go to that basement, buddy. Don't ever go in that basement. It's bad. He's like, I kind of want to go now. So he decides to open up the basement. And she's like, I got to shoot you now, buddy. He's like, oh, my God, you crazy cougar. Yep, that's when he discovers a teenage boy that was possibly the guy that tried robbing them and is now their prisoner. And he said, there are many more like me. <laughs> yes. And then him and Cage get into some altercations because the waifu decides to let her cut go free and they but start they find arguing. out that it's like part of a plan? Yes. Said, like, you didn't have to stab me so hard in the hand. And I'm like, what yeah, the like, fuck you didn't have to tell me about the basement either. Like, I was trying to explain this to Lucille as well because I had a lot of role play questions later in the movie to make sense of things. And I told her it's kind of like a really fucked up swingers couple. Where they play this whole game of, oh, I don't like my husband. He can't get it up at all. And even if he could, it's so little. It ain't done nothing for me. And it's like, oh, I'm a young strapping boy and I'm hung to my knees. Let's go and I get eat the my bacon. green beans. <laughs> yes, I eat my green beans. And Nick Cage beats it off in the closet while he watches some guy ramming his wife. Oh, yeah, this one does in our marriage. And oh, yeah, call me a jarhead. Call me a jarhead. Yeah. And it's like, it's just weird swinger shit. But the movie keeps twisting and turning because the whole time that Kelsey Grammer, our officer Grammer, is talking to Buddy, he's making it sound like Dr. maybe Fraser he killed Crane. Nick Cage and his wife. Sheriff Fraser Crane. Yes, Sheriff <laughs> Fraser Crane decides, you know, you killed this person. You're like, oh my God, did he kill Nick Cage's wife? What happened? But then there's a twist. The guy finds this teenage dude. He's trying to escape with him. He gets knocked out, wakes up the next day in his truck, and the teen kid is dead. And then cops are pulling up behind him. So then you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> it's like they set him up for the murder of that guy. So they're oh. actually really wicked, evil people. So after Kelsey Grammer decides oh, he's there's murdered also everyone. She's got like a ton of like voodoo dolls around, but that never comes Oh my God, it. yeah. Well, no, that it kind of does. To do with it? I, there's, how do it you has figure? nothing to do with any of it at all, okay. except they mention over the radio at the end briefly about it 
And this is why I had questions about what the fuck was going on. Because, long story short, the cops think Buddy killed this guy. He's trying to tell them, look in that family's basement. And Kelsey Grammer's like, ah, he'll just say anything at this point. And he's like, yeah, well, I found a piece of cloth with Chinese characters on it. It's like, ah, whatever. You're just trying to bring in racism. (laughs) Then suddenly Lady Cop, who's like the smartest person there, is like, wait a minute, there was a lady missing who had a dress. Lady Cop. Yes. Lady (laughs) So they find she. this lady was wearing a red dress with Chinese characters on it and Mr. Kelsey Grammer is like, hey, is this that cloth you're talking about? You found this kid clutching He's like, why, yes, officer, this is the exact thing I saw. So he decides to say, my God, we need to look at that house. So (laughs) they go off to the house, and Nick Cage and his wife are still there, because apparently they felt just having Buddy in his truck with a dead body was enough that they wouldn't have to worry about anything. Yeah, you you would think that they'd be like, okay, well, let's clean out the basement now. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting them to have the entire basement cleaned out or sealed off. Yeah. Something. And when they come, they're like, oh, sure, go ahead and look in our house. It's fine. (laughs) So I was thinking, like, okay, so they cleaned it out. No. Even that bothered the piss out of me because Fancy shot three times at Buddy. So obviously there would have had to have been some, like, (laughs) bullet holes in the wood there, and they should have been able to see this. But then here's the part that came in where I had to do some role playing. And I've been asking people this in my chat all day. To get their perspective, where put yourself in the shoes of a police officer, you have three other officers with you. You enter a suspect's home, you find there are two of them. So you have to do some math here. You have to decide you cannot arrest these people or hold them in your car until you have official evidence to put them under arrest. So you have to have two people watching them while two people search the house. (laughs) two cops go to the basement and they don't come back they don't make a sound now if you were a smart cop but then again this is the deep deep south apparently so walkie talkies don't exist they don't communicate (laughs) they're not the big city (laughs) yeah so female cop goes peering down the hallway at the door it's like huh where are they nobody's here I'm gonna go take a look down in the fucking basement so she leaves one cop behind, and then she goes to the basement. And then Watch she doesn't him. come back. She doesn't come back. And then the last cop looks down there like, huh, maybe I should go in the basement. But then Fancy's like, surprise, bitch. And her and Walter end up knocking him out. And Nick Cage does the ultimate, I'm going to be right back. I need to take a pee. By I'm going to go get their car. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to get some cigarettes, babe. I'll be right back. He leaves in his car and takes off. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we see the female cop. She's down in the basement. It's a huge basement with really expensive doors and concrete blocks. And she knocks on a door, and a woman starts screaming. Then other people start screaming, banging on their doors. And she's like, oh, my God, there's multiple people here. And Fancy's screaming because Nick Cage left her. And goddamn. Yeah, she's so, kind of going crazy. <laughs> yeah, and she already was kind of cray-cray. Yeah, a little bit. But one of the funniest things we skipped over, I really don't want to because it's just so brief, but God, is it fucking hilarious. You have Buddy 
telling Officer Graham about how he banged this cougar lady and how he was so upset that he did it, but her feminine wiles got the better of his junk. So then Buddy's wife shows up and Kelsey Grammer is like, oh, his wife's here? Good, bring her in. And the female <laughs> cop was like, uh, what? We don't we do not do that. It's like, well, we do now because this ain't the big city. We're going to bring yeah, her on this in. Ain't the weird city. And he like immediately tells her, he's like snickering. He's like, why don't you ask your husband about what he's been up to or who yeah. he's been up to? <laughs> and it's like his wife goes from, well, what happened? He's like, well, how'd you know I was here? She's like, you didn't show up. So I called the police. I'm like, wow, she's a smart lady. And like, and they told me you were here. It's like, oh, they think I murdered someone. She's like, oh my God, you murder someone? That never could happen. And then she <laughs> drops it to say, hey, what was that officer talking about? Some lady outside? I was like, do, do you know her? That you had an <laughs> affair with? <laughs> yeah, it's like she just never even says that. She just says, like, did you know her? How did you know her? Starts crying and then decides, I'm leaving, buddy. I ain't coming back. It's like, oh, but yes. baby, let me explain. And then after they find all these people in the basement, Kelsey Grammer comes back and goes, you're free to go. He's like, well, <laughs> what'd you find? He's like, you were accusing me of murder, ready to kill me, and you need to apologize. This ain't the big city. We don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Just go home. So he goes home just in time to see his wife loading up the truck with their baby. I was surprised when the when the lady cop was saying we need to get a warrant. I was surprised that he go is a the big city. We don't need no warrant, right? Like he easily could have just done that, but no. He's like, I know that judge. We go drinking tea on Sundays. Judge Warren with the warrant. Yes, we got a warrant from Judge Warren, a Warren warrant. So his wife takes off with their kid. He doesn't even get to explain anything to her. She's just like, I'm going to my sister's. Don't follow. Ugh. And like, I think a few months later or a few weeks later, they don't oh, really two say. Weeks. Two weeks later, yeah. Buddy's having soup at a diner. And then Nick Cage appears firing his gun outside. He's dressed in his army <laughs> fatigues. How did he get it? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But I guess it was in the car. It's basically he's recreating the original ending from Rambo. And <laughs> he's just out there dressed like this. And Buddy talks him into taking him hostage because, big surprise, Nick Cage has Buddy's wife hostage. So they do this. He gets Buddy to admit he was a coward not a hero and Nick Cage gets super sad and depressed because he wants his wife but they tell him even if we wanted to give her to you we can't because she's in a loony bin it's like oh no stupid small town not big city can't do nothing <laughs> so then Nick Cage decides I'm going out in suicide style so he starts shooting at the cops so they'll kill him and that that's it and then to wrap all this bullshit up you have a radio giving you more questions that really don't need answers, but you really want answers too. Which is, they say that they had multiple men and women that they held in their basement and were forcing to have sex to conceive a child. Yeah. And that the wife had practiced magic 
to help aid in this. Oh, and I like missed her, that part. I guess power of seduction or some shit. They don't explain, but I'm just like, I don't know if I'm a horrible human being or not. I really think I am. But I wanted to know, were they separately raping them? Like the woman rapes the men and Nick Cage rapes the women and she's trying to conceive a child or Nick Cage will make them a child? Or are they forcing the men and women to have sex to conceive a child? Because the wife also find out that the Girl Scouts were missing. And I'm like, well, why the fuck did they take the Girl Scouts and when they ran away? Well, even that's just where it gets really convoluted because they're kind of using the Girl Scouts as a two thing where it's like they kidnap them, but they don't show it. But at the same time, it's trying to establish that she's so baby crazy. And she even mentions, I think, at one point that she can't have children or some such. Yeah, she says, and, I'm not medically able to have no children. Yes. So then I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. So not like were, in the big city. <laughs> yes. It's like her fields were barren and his seed <laughs> born. <laughs> but, that's, but that's why I just started laughing alone in the dark watching this. Because I really wanted to know and kept asking myself, like, were they raping these people or were they forcing them to fuck each other? I want I to know. I forcing them to fuck each other. But then why that one they guy was not rooms. in the basement, I don't know. Maybe he's like, I don't want you using my dick for these nefarious purposes. I just, I don't know. But they were keeping them all in separate rooms. So I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's really, 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 really bizarre. And just kind of thrown out there as kind of a, yeah, isn't this wicked how fucked up they are? But also we're going to throw in black magic because we showed you that the wife is crazy and has voodoo dolls of people we don't know, but could be people in the basement, I guess. Well, I'd understand if, like, the the wife was, uh, like, kidnapped the little girls and was pretending that they were their kids. But, like, they didn't really show any of that. And they could have just left that part out completely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, it's even the same thing with, um, I think if you go back and watch, when he, when Nick Cage sees there's an outline of, I think, his button that she had picked off with her shoe on the ground. I think she picked up one of the buttons. And the idea is that maybe she used that to start making a voodoo doll of him, which maybe would explain why he decided to succumb to her charms in the bathtub. And it's just, there's so much shit that's just really kind of left out. But I just, I I hated it. I I really hated it because it didn't make sense. It kind of just decided to be one twist after another twist and then they wrap everything up and realize, oh, we don't have an ending. So they do a voiceover to give an ending. And then that makes you go mm-hmm. even more. What did I just watch? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like, uh, Peter Griffin when he filmed his version of Steel Magnolias and he called it Steel Vaginas. Yeah. And he talked about how everyone was sad because the main character was dying of a rotten vagina. And that was his only take on Steel Magnolias. (laughs) Well, and I forgot to mention when he, uh, Cage offers him the money to uh, kill his wife, it's just $20,000 in a bag. And um, I I don't know why, but I thought that the the face on the the money was Kelsey Kramer. It could have been. 
I think he might have been offering him twenty thousand dollar uh, or twenty thousand Kelsey grammar bucks. Kelsey grammar bucks. That's how small town their town is. They don't use American money. They use Kelsey grams. Grammar bucks. Then you just have like a still photo of him from Frasier smiling at a side profile on there. It's like in Frasier trust. But he's like, I don't think this money's good, Mister Mister Walter. What are you talking about? You can you can buy plenty with that. But that yeah, will get you. That'll get you a free new Civil War happens. <laughs> Do you know how many men I had to kill for this money? Oh, sweet <laughs> These Grahams. Which even that bothered me. All the guns they had around that house, but they all seemed to only have like one bullet each inside yeah. them. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Oh, but then yeah. it's like seeing shit like that and then remembering that, like I recently was reminded, <clears throat> because I need to have an electrician come by here, they... Every electrician I've had come by here in the past four years, I've had to tell them, and they don't believe me, that there is no indoor electrical panel in this house. There's only the downstairs. And they all look at me like, you are lying. It has to be here. <laughs> no, there's nothing. There's no panel in the wall. Nothing. <laughs> I know. But then I recently was reminded by our mom that the painters who fixed this house, they built a false wall covering the doorway that this man who made this house had. This man was a survivalist, and there is somewhere in my closet a slim passageway that goes all around this house that has a gun rack inside there, several gun racks, and an electric panel access. Wait, I didn't see that. Yes. When I was there. So, yeah. So we now have to hire someone to come in here excavate the fake wall so we can get (laughs) into that area and i'm going to be live streaming it because i'm just like what the fuck and what tales will this tell when we uncover it (laughs) like i actually have an old man in there like you finally came Yes, it's like you chose wisely. Yeah. I'm actually trying my hardest to gather up every cage movie we've watched so I can put them in there so that the next time when we move out of this place, we're going to seal up with bricks that wall. And when people discover it, I want them to find in a cobweb covered room all these Nick Cage movies. <laughs> The with last like remaining copy candles of the morning blue. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's got like melted down candles and bottles of ancient wine. It's all going to be like night train wine. And Boone's Farm wine. Boone's in the Farm. Water. Yeah. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> we'll treat it like a time capsule. Exactly. Just, <laughs> I don't know what Adrian wants to add, but probably, uh, probably some uh, uh, silver bullet or whatever that and was. On top of the the chest we'll use that'll hold like a lock of hair. We'll make it look like it's Nick Cage's hair. (laughs) We're going to put a Cage's Kiss sticker on there (laughs) just so that people can like blow it off dramatically and rub it and go, Cage's Kiss? What is this? 
And we'll have to leave, like, uh, really odd historical, like, clues to, to its yeah. location. Like, see, we're going to go and visit the Declaration of Independence, and we're going to buy one of the copies, and then we're going to, like, frame it in a, like, a dollar store frame and put it on the wall. So people go, oh, my God. And we'll get some 3D glasses. Yes. And we're going to get an old paddle from a paddle boat from the boy who blew. <laughs> we're going to put it on display. Or better yet, we're going to get, like, ass grease that they used on the seats for that. And we're going to have little remade props from all of his films and line up the walls with it. That way they can contact Nick Cage when they find this and unearth it. And then they can contact us about it. Yeah, if anybody has the uh, first copy, first print of uh, of uh, the, uh, uh, was it the Detective Comics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, action. Nick Cage's hair and or blood. Let us know. <laughs> we have a use for this. No reason. <laughs> yeah. Ignore everything we just ranted about. <laughs> so, uh, we're, oh, oh, I guess we go into my segment. Yes. <clears throat> I want his clothes off. Close off. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing um, some of the, the Frasier nudity but yeah, he could have it out during the investigation <laughs> does that intimidate you <laughs> now you finally get to see my Fraser Crane <laughs> yeah that's why they call me Big Iron <laughs> <laughs> but uh but alas uh we got to see approximately one boob yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that one. is all approximately <laughs> from above <laughs> yeah that's so, all you need did you say you weren't able to find any uh oh i did some reviews or... okay i did some deep digging, digging. i found some i'm gonna but, keep uh, my donut while you're my little donie while you're talking oh, please do because some of these are very short that's why there's at least four of these but they're kind of fun so i live in grand isle and it has nothing about the town it was supposedly about. Stupidest movie I ever wasted my money on. Love Cage, okay. but legitimately one of the worst movies I've ever seen. How do I begin to describe how unsatisfying Grand Isle is? I am so confused. I love the person who's upset because it has nothing to do with Grand Isle. Yeah, like, I live in Grand Isle. This has nothing to do with it. Well, we are sorry, sir. <laughs> okay, so, sorry. <laughs> he's a vet living in the South and tries to get his fence fixed, his fence fixer to kill his wife. But not really, because she's into black magic and they are in it together and there's a sailor in the basement. Oh, and his <laughs> wife kidnapped Girl Scouts. <laughs> That's sailor in the basement. <laughs> Yes. And the last longest review we have, because these were so short. I think that guy probably uh, did. Yeah, he really did. He captured it so beautifully. <laughs> Trying to be a low rent, body heat style Southern Gothic Neuer, 
but lacks basic narrative competence. It is a series of twists, none of which ever make anything we have seen before make sense. The Mm -hmm. plot fizzles out in the fourth act, so the fifth act suddenly shifts to being the original ending to First Blood and has (laughs) no real connection to what we saw previously. I know Cage needs money, so that explains his presence in this film and most movies. But Kelsey Grammer is hamming it up as well. It is also set in 1980s for no real reason. Cade Strickland does a fine job in his horrible movie and deserves better. Um, But yeah, I never even knew it took place in the 80s. Yeah, me neither. I mean, they didn't have any cell phones, but... So I guess they it, did it, but there was nothing like really putting it there. I mean, but even then, it's like the the car that uh, Nick Cage is driving is a Cobra Mustang, and this that's a bit later in the eighties. The style, at least, that he was driving. But I just I would have thought yeah. maybe like the nineties. Yeah, at least nineties, um, late nineties, maybe. But it's because um, even like for this to take place in the eighties. And Nicolas Cage to supposedly be a Vietnam vet. Oh, yeah. But even then, it's like, he's, dude is not young at all. Mm-mm. But, I mean, no, hey. he's in his, uh, he's almost in his 60s. He's in his late 50s now, so, um, I can't, I can't do math. Fuck that. I'm, I'm not the pills. big city trying to do your <laughs> math on this movie. In the big city. We ain't what like that. Grand Isle. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it sounds like the, the kid went to Desert Storm. So, I don't know. I would think the 90s, but whatever. It does. Well, it really, the- truly doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't. Oh. But, um, yeah, sorry. Did you have any more? Oh, God, no. Um, I forgot to mention that this was filmed entirely in Louisiana. And yeah, is one of Cage's homes away from home. Um, And also the budget was reported to be five million dollars. I'm sure most of that went to Cage and uh, Kelsey Grammer. I hope Katie Strickland got some uh, decent enough uh, payout. But then, um, okay, so all I could find was the uh, domestic video sales, so Blu-ray and DVD, which was $1,781. God damn. At first, I was like, that can't be right. And then I was like, well. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you this money if you see my movie. (laughs) But then I also realized, like, I I got it on uh, Amazon where I had the option of renting it for $3.99 or for $2 more. I could buy it. I could buy the HD movie for $5.99. So I don't. Which made me glad you didn't purchase it on my voodoo. Voodoo? (laughs) Voodoo, that voodoo. (laughs) No, I don't want to support Walmart. Fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, do you feel ready for uh, Adrian, even though he's he's still uh, on the other side of the veil? um, Do you want to cover Adrian's uh, segment? Well, 
It's time (laughs) for our sequel, prequel, whatever, return for fucking Adrian's shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Or well, in the great words of uh, of the of, of fancy, harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you have? Uh, oh, okay. In this prequel, Walter and Fancy are just newly married and moving into their dream house. But when a run-in with a meth addict and a combine harvester wreak the ravage on their home, things quickly fall apart. Literally. The couple are short on funds and short on patience. Adding to this sad mishap is the sadness of Fancy slipping in the shower and landing on a bottle of Baby Batter Blaster Defiler, which renders her womb a mess, hurting their chances of conceiving a child. So the couple... The couple put their heads together and began a town-wide campaign to ease their financial woes and help build a family from their community. Enlisting the help of local teens and handymen, they promised (laughs) sexual favors with Fancy and Walter and trade for working on their home. They soon become the talk of the town until the upright minister of the Never Gonna Get It ministry decides to step in and stop these marital shenanigans. But the town will unite together and do all they can to show this ministry that Walter and Fancy are good upstanding citizens helping the town with their honest, free fornication and open marriage practices while bringing no offense to the Lord Jesus. Buena Vista and Disney proudly present A Home of Our Own, starring Ralph Fiennes as Walter, Denise Crosby as Fancy, and Randy Quaid starring as Father Touch-a-Ma-Puddin. That almost sounds like it could be Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. (laughs) It almost really is. I mean, this movie really does teeter on that. I mean, there is magic. Magic. Moment. Oh, Scott. Oh. Um, my my sequel return more harder. Excuse me, is going to be a prequel this time. Um, oh Jesus Christ, my dog just farted and it's terrible. Oh Jesus, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, oh Jesus, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh God damn it! Oh God damn it! Um, uh, oh God. <laughs> Big city fart dog. God, why? Our dogs here, they make our eyes water when they fart, but we like it. We push it out of them. Yeah, we just bend down and sniff it from the sauce. That's how much we don't mind it. We feed them rotten eggs. If we don't point them up their bum bumps. If you ain't smelling rotten eggs, broken dreams, and asparagus, you ain't feeding your dog. (laughs) Oh, sweet Jesus. Um, My prequel is basically going to be Zandali. (laughs) All right, that works. (laughs) And Cage doesn't die. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because he's in Louisiana, and he's still got, like, the strong Zandali look going on. Oh, (laughs) 
And in this version, he ends up marrying Zandalee, and Zandalee is now barren, and uh, so <laughs> she gets into black magic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he hasn't actually seen war, but uh, because he ended up killing his best friend, he just went crazy, and he believes that he he went to Nam. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the idea that she's a witch. (laughs) I like the idea that she's a witch and that maybe she drew the black rose of fate on his hand. (laughs) And that was like a magical charm sealing him to her. So he's been stuck with her for years and years and years. And that's why he laments her so much. Yeah. And uh, like the, when she said that he met her in a jazz club singing, like that was bullshit. Like he met her when uh, he came to see his friend. <laughs> he <laughs> he met her at her. their local town satanic ritual one night. Yeah. <laughs> and it was true love. <laughs> yeah. And she was just acting like she didn't want, like, uh, she didn't want the tension between her uh, or him and uh, Judge Reinhold. But really, she was just, like, using him for nefarious purposes. And then, like, they ended up, uh, like, she used her her, uh, vagina magic to uh, get him to fall in love with her. Yeah. It's (laughs) kind of like a really dumb version of Let the Right One In. Yeah. Pretty much. Very dumb version. (laughs) <laughs> Zandali let the right one in <laughs> Grand Isle too. <laughs> but let the right one in your vagina yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you that this version um, it doesn't have any bits missing <laughs> but, uh, were you able to come up with a face off oh God, yes, but I want yours first. Um, mine. <laughs> so you once again, I, I'm on painkillers. So um for mine, I just replaced it with my cat um and my okay. dog. <laughs> okay. Your farting dog. All right. <laughs> my farting dog. My farting dog is Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Detective Jones. Uh, <laughs> and then Buddy is played. Uh, oh, actually, no, I guess my dog has to be uh, Walter. And uh, Buddy is played by um, Citizen Pazuzu Khan. Oh. And uh, my boy. And um, uh, Fancy is got to be played by uh, my cat, Lady Cattersley. And um, I'm going to say the wife uh, or, you know, his wife, uh, Lisa, uh, his princess, (laughs) anything for his princess, Lisa, um, or the lady detective. one of them are going to be played by uh, by my cat Kamala. Uh, uh, um, oh God, I, why can't I remember my own cat's name right now? Kamala Khan, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Cami Kamala Khan. So my yeah, there cat you go. Can play the guitar. Meow 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 meow. God damn it! <laughs> Who do you have? Well, mine mine is a very decidedly 
British take on this American classic. Oh, it's not Dr. Phil. <clears throat> I'm going to no. eat your baby. No. As Detective uh-huh. Jones, we have Eric Idle. As Ooh. Detective Newton, we have Natasha Dimitrio. As, as Fancy, we have Tracy Ann Oberman. As Walter, we have Harry Peacock. And as Buddy, we have Matt Berry. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So it's basically taking your toast of London and a bit of the Monty Python and right. putting them together in this movie. I'm all for it. <laughs> Just because I really want to see Matt Berry as toast in his sports coat. You want me to sleep with your wife for twenty thousand dollars? <laughs> like, no, I want you to kill my wife. Like, but I have to sleep with her first. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. It is sports vest. <laughs> yes, it is sports vest. Like, do you mind if I wear my sports vest while we go at it? <laughs> like, oh, that's exactly how I like it. I like it, young men. <laughs> what a man! I know you do. <laughs> I think it was vulture.com that's uh that started a thing where uh they keep trying to pitch ideas for him and they they want to see him as Santa Claus. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> I hate to see it. Matt Berry. Uh were you able to find any KG wisdom? Um if somebody tells you they'll pay you $245 to do eight hours of work on seven feet of fence before a hurricane, yeah, a hurricane. tell them no, or you can actually finish that work and not fucking baby it for eight goddamn hours. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, he was there. At, like Nick Cage said, it's not even like noon yet. It's like 11 or 10 in the morning. Yep. And the dude stayed there until like eight at night. And he hadn't done shit to that fence. He put up like one post. Yeah. Yeah, there was no fucking progress from when uh, she came out with like, would you like a taste? And uh, even then, that's, that's another thing of wisdom. <laughs> if you're working on someone's fence and their wife comes out to flirt with you, you can walk away or you can just say, ma'am, I do not wish to have your flirtations flaunted upon me. And then you just go back to work. Or if you try to leave because you're being shot at and your truck won't start, Fucking walk away. You don't have to go and deal with people. <laughs> just, just walk, walk away. away. Yeah. <laughs> and um, also, there's like, okay, you know, he could have, like, he asks if he could borrow Cage's car and bring it back in the morning. Cage is like, Ooh, so you could steal my car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like well, you, you know, you could always have him drop you off. Yeah. <laughs> There's an but idea. In Cage, in Cage's defense, as soon as he says we're gonna be stuck here in the storm, he's like, "Well, have a drink." He's like, "I don't really drink, sir." He's like, "There's a hurricane coming. What else are you gonna do?" Yeah. <laughs> he's been drinking all goddamn day, yes. but now he decides that hey, you should have a drink. Yes, but then, like, he, after saying, I don't drink, then she's like, 
Uh, I'm going to make some uh, mint juleps. It's my grandma's <laughs> recipe. Would you like some? And you'd be like, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> like, I thought you didn't drink, asshole. <laughs> like, Nick Cage has some really tremendously wonderful moments in this. And one of my favorites is when you can hear the wife is upset at Buddy because he's stayed out so late. He can't <laughs> even call a cab to get home. Yeah. And she's upset because he's not there with her and her his baby. So they hang up. You can tell they're upset. And Nick Cage just stares at him like, happiness. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) God damn, dude. (laughs) Read the room. Cage is just kind of there. (laughs) He really is. And that's what's kind of beautiful about how he acts. Like, they could take him out of this story, and it wouldn't be as good, but it really wouldn't change the story much at all. I honestly keep saying, and I really do mean it, we should just produce, or people should start making a movie where everyone knows what's going on, except Nick Cage, and have him star. (laughs) And just have him kind of not even add, have him not even just like, you know, freestyle it, but just react to what's going on. And see if he can figure out the plot as he's acting in it. That's kind of what he's doing now. Yeah, it's like it's kind of what he does now, where he's just like, "Yeah, uh, read the script to me. I'm just gonna put my sunglasses on, but that doesn't mean I'm napping. I'm just listening to you." (laughs) Okay, sure. If you sing to me and take off my glasses while you're in lingerie and find out that I've been asleep, I'm just acting. (laughs) Yes, and just keep my glass filled, please. Um, I, this one was hard to, to come up with any cagey wisdom because I mean, this fucking movie, um, if you start getting molested by a a crazy man's wife, it's okay to say, Hey, stop. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know it's it's totally okay to to tell somebody no. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> and with Cage's character like all he had to do to be on okay terms with him is just to not like let his wife uh seduce him <laughs> or you I know, know. Like, that's it. Just don't accept her seductions and be like no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> you know? They're just that old-fashioned couple where it's like, oh, I hate you. I hate you, too. So I'm going to flirt with this man. Oh, I'm going to kill that man. Oh, baby, let's do it now. I'm hard oh, as diamonds. Man. Let's do it. <laughs> well, like all those like, people. I, I would also say that um, if uh, uh, with, with all that, like uh, if you're going to have an affair with someone, Try to make sure their spouse isn't in the house, even if they are asleep. (laughs) 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 Which is exactly why I thought Matt Berry would be great in this. (laughs) (laughs) He just kicks open the door while Cage is like plastered drunk. Like, you didn't even knock. He's like, I know. (laughs) I'm going to begin fucking you in front of your husband. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Put me over my husband. Bend me over. All right. <laughs> this is how we do it in the little city. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> I guess this is the time where I say, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on Apple Podcasts, uh, especially over on Apple Podcasts and over on Podchaser. It helps people find us. And uh, let's face it, we're uh, running toward the uh, our inevitable demise. Uh, so we could still use as much help as we can. And please check out our stuff on YouTube with that awesome Adrian art and the stills from the movie. Uh, also yeah. check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cages kiss. Um, you can get awesome perks like stickers, buttons, uh, ringtone from our, uh, our theme song. And uh, we get uh, we give out bonus episodes once a month. Uh, this last one was on Samuel L. Jackson, the amazing Samuel L. Jackson. And uh, sometimes, like uh, thanks to Donnie's planning, we uh, we also have uh, uh, special game times. And uh, we played uh, Phasmophobia. That was a lot of fun. And I look forward to doing that again. Yeah. Uh, remember, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on the Twitters at Cages Kiss. That's C-A-G-E-S-K-I-S-S. You can visit our website at CagesKiss.com. And you can write to us at CagesKiss at gmail.com. Uh, check out my other podcast about witches and history and story. Excuse me. Witches in history and stories of all media. Bedknobs and broom flicks. Also check me out as Lila in Dispatches of Disassociation and as Patrice and Lieutenant Murphy in Coyote's Bluff. Donnie, what you got? I don't got it, that's for sure. I am the boy who blew over on Pornhub. I also am in Coyote's Bluff. And I also do the thing called Wisdom in the Bottle over on YouTube under Unreal Goals on the YouTube. I'm also, something, <laughs> god damn it. I'm also tweet like in progress, I think, on Instagram. I don't even know. I'm just, I'm out yeah. there and god damn you. I'm Unreal Goals on Twitter. And if you want to find me, just ask. That's all you got to do. And since our Adrian is still absent from our lives and our minds, you are but still not our Gar hearts. I am still Garla Twi'lek over on Instagram. <laughs> but going back to not yet completely dead Adrian, you can find his fabulous, fantastical works at Leo the Fox on DeviantArt. And um, on YouTube, and you can support his work on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, if you go to our website, cageskiss.com, you could see uh, little bios for uh, each of us. And uh, there's a link for Donnie's Wisdom in the Bottle, a uh, link for Bedknobs and Broom Flicks, and a couple links for Adrian's DeviantArt, YouTube, and Patreon. And you get to uh, find out a little bit more about our, uh, our monkey producer, Al. Yes. Oh, also our reviews on the website, too. Yes, these things exist. Yeah, there's Adrian art on the website, as well as Donnie's review. Um, Adrian's art is the non-cage art. And sweet Jesus, I'm looking at your reviews and I'm just seeing little monsters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, and the grudge, which reminds me that... Um, from this movie, Katie Strickland was in The Grudge. She was. Yeah. <laughs> She's in a bunch of stuff, but yeah, namely. She the deserves Grudge. better. 
Oh, I got to see how you liked uh, Hell House uh, 2 or whatever it is, the abandoned hotel or Abaddon Hotel. And even part three. Oh, boy. (laughs) 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 But uh, until then. Oh, fuck. I didn't update this part. (laughs) 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 Donnie. <laughs> Tony, uh, uh, distract them. Yes. <laughs> Sing. Thank <laughs> Sing you Tony. for listening to our podcast. Find the gap. <laughs> <laughs> Damn the torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn the torpedoes. <laughs> Forget. I have the nuclear, nuclear weapons. Fire <laughs> <Yes. laughs> the nuclear weapon. I got that on uh like on YouTube, all the like his uh his takes on that. <laughs> I don't know, just listening to him makes me giggle. <laughs> but uh how can I forget? Next week we're gonna ha- uh, be covering jujitsu. Yeah finally. And we're going to have a very, very, very special guest with us, thanks to uh, Donnie's work. And uh, you can uh, stream, well, actually, you could rent Jiu-Jitsu on uh, Amazon and uh, Google Play, Apple TV, uh, the YouTubes, uh, Voodoo, 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 uh, Fandango Now, DirecTV, Redbox, and uh, not to be confused with RedTube, and uh, Microsoft. Donnie, do you want to tell them about our special awesome guest? Uh, yes, he is a living legend amongst the karate people in this world. He can kick your ass and he makes kick-ass movies. He is none other than living werewolf zombie man, <laughs> Lynn Kamazinski. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. You heard it here. So, uh, yeah, uh, stay tuned with us next week. Cause it's gonna be, it's going to be awesome. And yeah. uh, Adrian is expected to come back from the grave. <laughs> yes, because Lynn Kamazinski will punch him in the face finally with our Patreon dollars. My God, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some gloves for for Mr. Kamazinski. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We got to do this sanitarily. <laughs> Social distance my foot. <laughs> Uh, but until then, fix my goddamn fence. (laughs) (laughs) Big city fencing. (laughs) That's the name of the porn version, Big City Fencing. I could eat a page for hours. Please.